Hello, this is Scott Cameron. The podcast is The Joys of Teaching Literature. So I'm a high school English teacher, and I just like talking about it. So that's what we're doing, thesis statements and writing portfolios and all that dorky stuff that we do. Uh, if you want to know more about me, I have a website, uh, theteachersworkshop.com. I offer online professional development for high school English teachers. So this topic is... Uh, might be the greatest topic of all time. It's the play Hamlet by William Shakespeare. And I don't know, for all those people who say, I don't know if Shakespeare, if kids like Shakespeare anymore, and um, it's, it's hard to argue uh, against Shakespeare, especially, I, I can see Macbeth. Like, I can see Macbeth is like, is he like a serial killer? I mean, he like, you know, and he gets a bunch of people to wage war. So he can stay in power. That's it. That's why he's waging. He's getting in it. He's getting soldiers to die for him. Many, many soldiers to die, so that he can stay. Like I, I understand. Like that. I'm like, uh, I really want to have a protagonist like that. I mean, maybe you know, it's like the dangers of, of allowing one person too much power or whatever it is. Um, but but you know, there's different things that that I like about Macbeth. I don't want to like really trash it. But as far as teenagers are concerned, Hamlet is just fantastic so that is our topic the question uh the podcast i titled why is hamlet great so we're wrapping up hamlet this week and it never ceases to amaze me how it stays relevant year after year after year a few years ago one of my students who graduated emailed me this uh, podcast from this american life it's titled um act five where jack hit interviews prisoners who perform and interpret the play from a correctional facility in missouri one, performance, one performer who played the ghost of King Hamlet describes feeling as if the words of the ghost were the words of the person he killed. Another described how playing Laertes made him realize how he tried to play the bad guy when he was younger. Another said that performing Claudius's confession in the chapel made him feel like he confronted God, like he was literally confronting God over what he did, his crime. After I played some clips, we had a quick discussion about how committing murder might go against Hamlet's conscience and, how, and against his desire to publicly expose Claudius's guilt. My students expressed more interest in one of Jack Hitt's main questions. And this comes at the end of the podcast. He asks, are we forever a prisoner of our actions? That's a powerful question because you can answer yes or no. I mean, when you do something really bad, you know, it is forever a part of who you are, you know, and, and, and a prisoner in, in his sentence has a kind of metaphorical, you know, feeling to it. Um, like, are we locking ourselves up mentally for doing what we did wrong? Um, you know, experiencing that level of regret. And are we actually like going to be a prisoner? Are we going to be locked up in a prison because of this single action um, for the rest of our lives? So we ended up talking about, you know, incarceration, recidivism, the criminal justice system, rehabilitation, um, which is not really where I expected to end up in a conversation about the Shakespeare play. Hamlet declares one of Shakespeare's main goals in life this. There's a quote. The play's the thing wherein I'll catch the conscience of the king. <laughs> what a great line. How can a play, a play, allow us to scrutinize those in power? 
to expose the truth of their character to the public, to question the customs and culture of the powerful. When Bernardo asks Francisco, who's there, on the first page, Francisco dodges the question and demands, and this is a quote, nay, answer me, stand and unfold yourself. And then Bernardo also dodges the question uh, by declaring, long live the king. So what kind of answer is that? It seems ridiculous until we ask ourselves how often we do the same thing. When someone asks you how you feel, do you really tell them? If someone asks your opinion, do you answer honestly? Or do you invent some response that will keep you out of trouble? Why do we fear those in power? Do we sometimes fear each other? Because Hamlet can't speak the truth out loud, he does the next most logical thing he can do. He uses art and directs the players to, and this is a quote, imitate humanity. And another quote, hold the mirror up to nature. All art has the power to make us better people. The imagination of the artist brings us closer to understanding the reality of our inner selves and our world. Hamlet, like many teenagers, tries to determine who in their life is admirable, is a quote, and who is, a quote, a piece of work, or the quintessence of dust. <laughs> it's all about figuring that out. Who's admirable, who's a piece of work, and who is the quintessence of dust. They also struggle, just like Hamlet, to live up to the expectations of their parents and uphold the values of the last generation. Right? Will Hamlet die in vain? or find a better way out of this mess. When Hamlet asked York's skull, where be your guides now? He forgets that he's in his memory. He's asking him, where are your guides? And they're right there in his mind, right? He doesn't realize that though. He doesn't realize that how we treat each other remains the most valuable thing we leave behind. He knows he needs to end corruption for the sake of Denmark, but deep down, he just wants to return to the loving relationship he had with his girlfriend, Ophelia, his mother, Gertrude, his father, King Hamlet, and his friends, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Thanks for listening.